<clears throat> Alrighty, hi everyone, Daniel K here. Um, you're about to hear, yeah, the latest episode in the Pokemon Blue Nuzlocke Let's Play. I just thought I'd let you know right up front that if you wait till after the uh, closing credits music of this episode, so after this episode's over, I've stuck a little extra thing at the end. Hopefully it should only go for like 10 minutes extra, but yeah, we'll see. So yeah, a little extra thing. Um, yeah, enjoy the show, I guess. Um, sorry about the state I was in. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't as drunk as I sound. I was really tired. I was just capitalizing on the one little moment of my week where I, I had to record uh, an episode of the Pokemon Blue Nuzlocke, and I was it was I was tireder than I would have liked to have been while recording. So enjoy it, despite that, please, and despite all kinds of other things. So here you go. <coughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Daniel K. Daniel K, the host of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast, the world's first and favourite audio-only video game, Let's Play podcast, in which you listen to me play a video game, and you can't see what's going on, you rely on me to describe what's going on. Yeah. And it's time for another episode of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast. Um, at the time of recording... It's uh, 9.57pm, and it is a Tuesday night, uh, and I've spent today doing a bit of editing and then uploading the uh, Pokemon Text Adventure episode, first episode of Thief, the Pokemon Text Adventure. Um, what a good game. Uh, I want to do more, but uh, hey, you know what I haven't played in too long a time? is Pokemon Blue, my mainstay, my flagship flagship series. The Pokemon Blue Nuzlocke, that one. So that's what I'm going to do instead of that. Uh, I'll, I'll be uh, doing more Pokemon Text Adventure soon, though, because, goddamn, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so in the last episode, we killed Harry Monchan. We killed him with our negligence. We we put him up against a too big a threat, and then when we saw the headbutts headbutts start coming. We were like, oh, maybe we'll just write this out. Bang, dead, fuck, damn. No more Harry. Um, and then we went and caught a Spiro. Uh, we named it Pizza. And we're going to go, uh, in this episode, transform the, the Spiro into a Farfetch'd. The Duck with Leak Pokemon. So uh, I'm just going to turn up the volume. We're going to get it right straight, bang on into it. Oh, you're excited, listeners? There's so much I could talk about. God damn, I've just had the fullest weekend anybody could imagine. Went to see some live music. I went to a different state than the state I'm living in. Um, in Australia, the states are pretty big, uh, with one notable exception. Uh, but apart from that one notable exception, man, the states are big. So to travel interstate, that's no mean feat. Uh, city to city travel, you get in a plane, you fly for a long time, you get off, it's all goddamn different. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff done when I travelled over state for a little weekend holiday. Some of it is a big secret, it's going to be published on somebody else's podcast feed, maybe? Although, to be honest, at the rate that I am editing these episodes, maybe this will come out after the, uh, the secret is revealed as to where I went for the weekend? on somebody else's podcast feed 
But who knows, if it hasn't been uh, announced yet, this is a sneak preview for you, you seven loyal listeners listening to the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast. Two of you know where I've been, because you're who I went to see. Hi, you two, how's it going? Pretty good? Yeah, pretty fucking good. <coughs> Alrighty, let's get on with this Pokemon Blue Nuzlocke Let's Play. Let's play Pokemon Blue and Nuzlocke Challenge, in which if my Pokemon's faint due to lack of hit points, that's it, I release them out of the computer, they got kicked out of the party, they have to go, they're dead, they're considered dead, they can't come back. Like Harry. R.I.P. Harry. Sorry, Harry. Uh, got some volume happening. We got the start button happening. And, um, yeah. We're going to continue. Player Daniel Badges 4. Pokedox, Pokedox 21, time 28.32. We're in the Pokemon Center. We're exiting the Pokemon Center. And, um... Hey, what Pokemon do we have? No, let's let's uh, let's stick Keith and Andy back in the old computer and we'll pull out... Uh, what's his face? Pizza. Pizza the soon-to-be far-fetched. Daniel turn on the PC. Bill's PC. Access Bill's PC. Yeah, I'm withdrawing uh, Pizza. Oh, no, I'm depositing, yeah, Keith and Andy. So, yeah, listeners who know anything about these old Pokemon games know that when you... Uh, what I'm about to do is I'm going to trade Pizza the Spearow for a Farfetch'd uh, to uh, satisfy the Farfetch'd needs of, of one of my loyal listeners, Pizza Makes Games, who's a really cool guy, and you should check out his YouTube channel and also his creative output in the field of video game design. Uh, he likes Farfetch'eds. Uh, the only way I can get a Farfetch'd is by trading a Spearow. I now have a Spearow to trade, so let's go trade that Spearow for a Farfetch. And we're gonna... Honestly, listeners, we're gonna need to pretend that it's named uh, Pizza. Because in these games, when you trade a Pokemon, you get a Pokemon which you you can't name. And I don't think you can rename it at the Pokemon Renamer's house, the professional Pokemon renaming man. He won't rename a traded Pokemon, which sucks. But we're just going to be playing pretend for you, or specifically I am. I'm going to be making believe that the uh, far-fetched that I get back, I'm going to be making believe that its name is Pizza. And you'll get to play along with that make-believe. In fact, you have no choice, because you won't be privy to what its name is. Some of you know the name of the far-fetched you get in Pokemon Blue, but some of you don't. To you, it's all just pizza. To everybody, the far-fetched is pizza. Okay, where do we go? Cerulean City? Let's go to Cerulean City. I think it's Cerulean City, and we can just go back down south. Fuck me, listeners. It's uh, late and I'm tired. Yeah, this is where we go. We go down south. I'm going to cut through a uh, shortcut by using cut to cut down a bush. Here's the bush. Go Pokemon, Keith and Eddie. Fuck! I put them down in the, in the computer so I can't use them to cut. So I, we'll do it the old-fashioned way, going around the long way. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, I uh, enjoyed uh, today uh, while cooking dinner, uh, which was like a, a bean stir-fry with broccoli. Real good. Oh, god damn, it was tasty. But I enjoyed myself an Italian Pinot Grigio. Grigio? Grigio. A kind of nice sour white wine. Real good stuff it was. $18 it cost me. From Italy it came. Delicious. Yeah, I recommend that you also get drunk on wine. Um, yeah. So, here we are. I've walked down south, down the long, long path south of this little city where we fight, uh, where we fought, um, Misty, the water trainer lady. And down south there's an underground tunnel. 
I've stepped into the underground tunnel and there's a little boy here with overalls and a black haircut. Uh, hair colour. And I'm going to speak to him. Hi! Do you have a Nidoran? Fuck me. I do not. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, where do you get the far-fetched? Oh, hang on, listeners. I cut back when I know what I'm doing. Oh, okay, I'm looking at the internet now. Vermilion City is where I want to go. So let's use a Pokemon to fly to Vermilion City. Let's use Mr. Tully to fly. Palant, Viridian, Pewter, Cerulean, Lavender, Vermilion City. Okay. Uh, and there's a trainer in the center house. Let's go find a center house. Yeah, I'm already in Vermilion City. Great. So is this the house here? I think it is. Gonna, yeah, there's the same little little boy in overalls with a black bowl cut. Hi, do you have a spirit? Yeah, I do. Hey, do you want to trade up for a far-fetched? Yeah, I do. Let's select pizza from the list. Okay, connect the cable link like so. Spiro, owned by Daniel. I see it, sucked into a ball. The ball sucked into a pipe. A lump moves along the pipe, signifying the Spiro being uh, being shot across to another Game Boy Color, which is I'm seeing in the graphic now. Spiro went to the trainer. Cool. We're trading a Pokemon for Daniel Spiro. Trainer sends Farfetch. Trainer waves goodbye to Farfetch. Farfetch is transferred. Whoop. We see the same animation in reverse. Here comes Farfetch popping it out. Boop. Farfetched. There it is, what a cool sprite, what a weird long bill. Take good care of that far-fetched. Daniel traded Spiro for far-fetched. Pizza the far-fetched. Thanks, pal, says the little kid, groovy. All right, so with that done, let's use uh, let's use Mr. Tolly to fly back to whatever city we were in. What was it? What was the city? Celadon? I think it's Celadon. If not, oh, I'm going to have egg on my face. Ah, uh, yeah, Saladon. We'll uh, put pizza back in the machine. Pizza, I'll pull you out if Mr. Tolly dies. When Mr. Tolly dies, I'll pull you out, pizza. Uh, Bill's PC deposit. Let's cut to winners deposited and swapped for Mr. Uh, Keith and Andy. Cool, Dunskis. We got the full party. All right, we're going to exit the Pokemon Center, and now we're going to go to the bike path. Oh, here we are in the bike path. Cool. Uh, in amongst all these biker gang members, which we beat in the last episode. So now, as we go down here, there's a little sign. There's a big long path to the south, which is like the cycle path proper. We're going to go down that path today, listeners, and see what's at the other end of it. First of all, there's a sign. Let's read it. Route 16. Celadon City to Fuchsia. Fuchsia City. To Fuchsia City. I think this is like a downhill path. So as soon as I go down south into this little path here, my uh, controls will be uh, will be you know altered in a way that I'm always moving down. And if I want to move up, I have to hold down up, and I move up very slowly. If you know what I mean, yeah, you all know what I mean. Yeah, good. All right, we go down. Let's. Oh, we're going down. I'm going down. I'm going down. Back past down south of the uh, uh, the long grass where we catch uh, pizza, the far fetch. Uh, oh, and now our path is arrested by some water. So let's go back up. Actually, I, I missed a trainer on a bike here. Let's go past this trainer. Oh, two trainers. The first one I see, hey, there's no money in fighting kids, says this person on a bike. Let's see who it is. There's another bikey gang member. Oh, it's a fucking cue ball. It's one of the horrible sprites. Cue ball wants to fight. Another disgusting cod piece. Cue ball is out, manky. Oh, good. Mr. Tolly is out front. That's actually perfect. Use fly, kill the manky, cut to when it's dead. Oh, which happens to be right away. 
Yeah, super effective critical hit make you faint, and Mr. Tully gains some experience points, and the cube ball is about to use Primate, which I will cut to when it is dead. Bam, pow, bump, the Primate's defeated. Uh, Editor's note, the microphone chose this moment to mess up for a couple of seconds. It's a real shame that that had to happen at such an interesting point in the game, but what can you do? Yeah, it, uh, it, it cut out uh, once or twice, just for a second each time. Uh, but y you can still pretty much hear what's going on, and, and also it only lasts five seconds, this, this little patchy period of audio, so just deal with it. Bye! Bam, pow, bump, the primates defeated. Uh, one shot. Fantastic, the cue ball. They grew to level 36, hooray, and Donald defeated the cue ball. Ah, oh, Mr. Trolley, ever new listening? I can see you changing before my eyes from a big fat bird to a big beautiful bird with huge wide wings and an insane mullet. <laughs> a cute little beak and like a happy little pair of eyes. You're a, a Pidgeot. Is it a Pidgeot, Mr. Trolley? Stats. Oh, listen to that noise. Pidgeot. Pidgeot. Yeah, you're a Pidgeot. You're your third evolution. Wow, great. Awesome. Alright, let's go up and, and uh, fight this second biker. Hey, what do you want, kiddo? And now again in the fight. Again a fight. Get ready to get killed by a bird. It's another cue ball with two Pokemon who wants to find. And the first one is a matchup Pokemon which he sends out. Level 29 and I'm going to cut to when it's dead. Which is now it's dead. And the second one he's going to send out is a Machoke. So this one I'm going to not change my Pokemon. And I'll tell you when it's dead now listeners. It's, it's dead. And the cue ball has been defeated. Fantastic. And for that fight. I get some money. The cue ball says, "Woo! I got 725 bucks. I can't be bothered speaking to these people again. Hey, you know what I might actually do? Uh, just to the right of where these two bikers are is the grass where I caught Pete's of the Farfetch. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna cycle around and see what other Pokemon I might have caught, if not Pizza. So here goes. Into the grass. Oh, what's up first? What could it be? Oh! Okay, Eradicate. Cool. Uh, and uh, cut to when I find out what else there is in the grass. Oh! Oh! A do-duo. A do-duo. That would be kind of cool. Ah, oh, and Peter's still pretty cool. Uh, wow, the Mr. Tolly sprite now looks real weird. It looks like a sort of... Like an, an 80s action hero bird with a crazy long blonde mullet. Anyway, is there anything else in this grass? No, another eradicate. I think that's it. Okay, uh, I'll just escape this eradicate and hey, now I got away safely from the eradicate. Okay, cool. Over to the west, there are a couple more bikes. Let's fight the bikes. Oh, it looks like there's maybe just one more bike. Let's fight this one more bike. Hey, did a little um. Hey, you heading to Fuxia? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, I'm. I, I guess I'm going in the right direction because I'm going downhill. Oh, it's a biker. Biker wants to fight. Biker has three Pokemon. Oh, wheezing. Okay, I, I guess uh, Mr. Tolly can kill this Weezing and then I'll swap out to another Pokemon after it's dead. So, go Mr. Tolly. Okay, cool, the Weezing's dead. <clears throat> oh, there's a good amount of experience. Spike is about to use Coughing. I'll send out, uh, let's send out Johnny Five. Uh, there we go, here he is. Spike has sent out Coughing. I'm sending out Johnny Five and I will cut to when it is dead. Yeah, it's dead now, but Johnny Five, ooh, he's poisoned, so I'll be using one of my antidotes, antidotes, 
Up comes the third Pokemon, a wheezing, uh, cut to when it's dead. Oh yeah, two shots. Pa-pow! And this fight's over, the biker's defeated. Johnny Five got a bunch of experience and Daniel defeated the biker, and the biker has this to say. Ah, oh, crash and burn. Daniel got 560 bucks, which is a pittance for winning. Go into my items, I use an antidote, of which I have seven, on Johnny Five. Johnny Five was cured of poison. Cool. Uh, let's put someone else out front. Uh, let's put Mr. Thornton out front for a bit. Switch Mr. Thornton, the uh, the Persian, the big cat Pokemon out front, and we'll keep on going down south. Uh, as the big body of water, which is like a long sort of stream in the middle of the path, like arranged in a, a thin rectangle, standing vertically tall, so I, I can sort of cycle along it, which is weird. Uh, down here, there's another bike, which I've engaged in combat with. Hey, let Voltorb electrify you, they say. Okay, sure. I, I, I'm pretty sure my cat can 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 beat these Voltorbs. That's another biker. Two Pokemon. Biker sent out Voltorb. Please don't self-destruct, Voltorb. Level 29. Go, Mr. Thornton. Um, yeah, use Bite. Mr. Thornton, use Bite. Kill it quick. No self-destruct. Yeah, critical hit. Dead in one. Good job. Good job, Tyler. Mr. Thornton gained experience. Biker is about to use Voltorb. Send out the Voltorb. Will Daniel change Pokemon? No. Biker send out the Voltorb. Let's bite it again. Come on, another critical hit dead in one. Mr. Thornton use Bite. I don't want it to self-destruct and kill me. No. Enemy Voltorb use Screech. Cool, that's fine. My defense greatly fell. Whatever. Just use Bite. Just kill it really quick. Yes. Done. The fight's over. I defeated the Biker. No death this time. Oh god, those, those Voltorbs are going to be the death of me one day. Uh, the biker says, Oh, grounded out. And Daniel got 580 bucks for winning. We keep on cycling down south past this long, long, long stream of water. Ah, uh, here comes another bicyclist. We step in front. And uh, he approaches. Hey, my Pokemon won't evolve. Why? Well, let's see what kind of Pokemon he has. Maybe we'll be able to figure it out ourselves, listeners. Oh, fuck. It's another cue ball. Oh, he's got one, cu- one, one Pokemon. Cue ball wants to fight. Cue ball sent out Machoke. Alright, I understand. So this is the Pokemon which, uh, for the shittiest reasons imaginable, won't evolve unless you trade it. And it's the mechanic of the game, where you can't get a Machamp unless you have a friend with a Game Boy, which you can trade your Machoke for a different Pokemon for, and then in the trade it evolves, which sucks. So this poor Q-Ball, he doesn't have any friends, because he looks like a huge pervert. Uh, I'm not going to be his friend. I'm going to kill his Machoke with a bite. Mr. Thornton used bite. Uh, it's done a quarter of its health or a third of its health. It's actually higher level than me. It's level 33. I'm level 32. And my defense just fell because of that Leer. We'll keep on going though. Bite. I reckon I got this. Yep. I reckon one more bite will do it. Machoke used Leer, but it failed. Yep. Bite. Mr. Thornton used bite. Come on. Oh, it's on like one slither. Low kick. What's this going to do to our 93 hit points? Goes down, 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 down. Fuck. Oh no. Oh, listeners, no. <coughs> All right, hi, listeners, it's me. Oh, let me just turn that music down. Yeah, it's me, Daniel K. 
Jesus. Yeah, you know what just happened. Um, yeah, Tyler Thornton just died, the Persian. Um, and in frustration, I dropped the Game Boy, and the batteries fell out. So what I've had to do is play back everything I did exactly uh, like I did it in the first uh, part of this episode, right up until that big fight with the uh, the Matchoke, uh, in which I got it down to uh, to really very low indeed, and then uh, then let uh, Mr. Tyler Thornton die again, just so that it's all legit. Everything happened exactly the same. We're in the same spot because of the Nuzlocke challenge thing, uh, and he's now dead. The Persian, which we met as a Meowth and captured, way back, uh, just after we fought uh, Misty, is when we caught that Persian, that Meowth, and we trained it up, and it was such a blessing. I remember sitting by the side of the road when I found it. I remember where I was, actually. I I was down by the rocky uh, uh, shrubs, you know, next to the children's hospital by the busy road and I was not too sure if I wanted to even be happy about it because it was so perfect I just promised uh, Tyler Thornton to name a Meowth after him and how was a Meowth like what were the odds and now he's dead um yeah that was a huge surprise who the fuck could see that coming a low kick one shotted me 90-something health, what was it, 97 health I had? All gone in one shot. So now I don't even have a good Pokemon to replace him with. I would have put uh, Harrymonchan in my party at this point. But I fucked myself by killing Harrymonchan in the last fucking episode. So I don't even know what to do. So I'm going to pick up my uh, computer, my uh, Game Boy now. Um, I've got Mr. Tolly out fighting the Machoke. The Machoke is on uh, just a couple health points left. I'm just going to go quick attack. And this will be enough to kill it, definitely. Yeah, there it goes. Enemy Machoke feigned. Mr. Tolly gained a, uh, 1032 experience. Mr. Tolly grew to level 37. And I defeated the cue ball. No, I didn't. The cue ball defeated me. The cubal says, oh, why you? And then Adele got $825 fucking dollars for winning. So let's use our Pokemon, Mr. Tolly, to fly back to the Pokemon Center. Uh, sell it on City. And we're going to release uh, Evan Tolly, the Persian cat. Here we are in the Pokemon Center. We go over to the PC. Then I'll turn on the PC. Bill's PC. Access Pokemon Storage System. Deposit. Mr. Thornton, level 32. The Persian. Mr. Thornton was stored in box 1. Release Pokemon. Divo, Cambo, Superflower, Mud, Evan, Hattie, Cabbage, Pizza, Mr. Thornton. Once released, Mr. Thornton is gone forever. Okay? Yeah, it makes me select okay. Mr. Thornton was released outside. Bye, Tyler. Bye, Tyler. I'm so sorry. 
fuck matchups. Alright. Yep. So, who are we going to withdraw? We've got Dibbo the ghost type. I, I think it's a, a toss-up between... Who's Cambo? I don't know who Cambo the baker is, but who did I name? Hang on. Stats. Oh! Oh, okay. Cambo is an Eevee. That could be good. I was thinking... What, what kind of Pokemon do I want my Eevee to be? I want it to be a Fiery-type Pokemon, don't I? Because I don't have any Fire-types. And Fire would be strong against... What would Fire be strong against, which I don't have a type against yet? Because I got... Uh, Keith and Andy are strong against Plant. So what else is Fire strong against? Fire strong against Ice, but you don't see many Ice Pokemon. don't think there are any in first... No, Seal. Yeah, never mind. Um... Fire's not strong against flying. Maybe I don't want an Eevee in my party. I'm, I kind of want a... Um, I think I want Cabbage, my Geodude. Because I think I want Rock Throw, because I think I want to be strong against flying types. Because uh, that's what Mr. Thornton was, strong against flying, with that uh, electric move. So I think what, uh, what we're going to do is withdraw... Cabbage. Level 17. Cabbage gonna need some some uh, some grinding. But, uh, yeah, we can give Cabbage some grinding. Grind that cabbage. Uh, welcome to our Pokemon Center. I'll click the heal. Just in, yeah, because I need some healing. And, uh, yeah. We'll get to the um, bottom of that bicycle lane and then we'll finish this episode and then uh, in the next episode I'll, I'll start with me grinding up cabbage so uh cut to when i'm back at the path all right listeners here we are back on the cycle path just uh down south of where um mr thornton died uh i've got sarah the nitto queen out in front position i'm gonna step in front of this uh this next trainer and fight him there we are be a rebel says this trainer fuck you man I'm not in a mood. I'm... I just can't... No, it's a cue ball. Yeah, get ready to die. A primate, I don't care. Primate, level 29. Sarah, level 36. Just body slam, body slam, body slam. Ice beam. Let's use ice beam, not body slam. Maybe ice is strong against fighting. Who knows? Not more than half its health is gone. Primate, use Leah. Fuck you. Poison sting. I didn't mean to use poison sting. I meant to use body slam. I'm playing really bad, listeners. Alright, time for a body slam. Sarah used body slam. Dead. Dead primate. Good. Bring out the next one. Q-Ball's about to use Machoke. Fuck this guy. Fuck him. Yeah, go, uh... Go, Mr. Tolly. <laughs> Avenge your friend, Mr. Thornton. Machoke. Look at that smug piece of shit. I regret putting you in my thumbnail all those episodes ago, Machoke. Fly. I cut to when it's dead. Bang. Gone. Super effective. Machoke Fainers. And I beat the cue ball. Who says? Arg. Yeah, good. Alright, we cycle on past the cue ball. And we cycle for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. Oh, and here's a little path. And uh, in the middle of the path there's a sign. It says, It's a notice. Don't throw the game. Throw Pokeballs instead. <laughs> 
No kidding, that's exactly what it says. It says don't throw the game. That's literally what I just did. I didn't throw it, I, I dropped it. I just like let go of my hands from the game and let it fall down onto the table so I could clasp my hands to my face in frustration. And then when I, uh, when I came to my senses, there was no Pokemon music and I realized the batteries had come out the back. So, you know, I'm not going to be doing that again. We're not in a new route, are we? We're not. We haven't moved out of, um, you know, Route 16. We're in Route 17! Oh, this is a potential for a new Pokemon! Okay. Is there... Okay, there's a person I can fight there. Is there any long grass? I don't see any long grass. I'm avoiding that person. There's an area also which I missed out in going to the east of that long stream I mentioned. An area I could have gone to the west where there would have been more Pokemon trainers. Cycling road slope ends here. Oh, and it ends quite abruptly. I'm no longer being driven downward by the game. Okay, so there's water all around me. I'm cycling along a path at my own speed. Uh, there's a sign here next to a big building. Cycling road. No pedestrians permitted. We enter the building. There's a guard here. Cycling road is all uphill from here. And then there's an upstairs. Okay. Uh, upstairs, there's a little kid with red hair. Who we speak to? I'm looking for Slowbro. You want to trade one for a Licky Tongue? No thanks, bud. He says, oh, oh well. Alright, and so if we head east out of this building... Where are we? Item, town map, use, route 18! And there's, there's a long grass down there. With trainers in it. Okay, let's go back out into the cycle route, and let's see if we can find some long grass in Route 17. Because if we can, it's uh, the healing salve of a new Pokemon uh, to coat that Thornton-shaped wound in my heart. No, no salve for me. Listeners, I really fucked up. Route 17 isn't a new route at all. It's the same dumb old route where I caught Pizza the Farfetch'd. I just got confused. So yeah, I'm gonna skip through a whole bunch of boring bullshit here or I just am looking around for grass and then I figure out I made a dumb mistake and then I'm avoiding, you know, Pokemon trainers and stuff. I'll drop you right back in uh, after I've figured out that no, there's no Pokemon to be caught here on Route 17. That I had made a dumb mistake. So, lucky you, you get to skip past the tedium. There you go. Um. So we'll uh, we'll just cycle down, and we'll catch a Pokemon in that uh, that stretch of grass uh, outside of the building. Alrighty, here we are, about to enter the grass, and we'll see what we catch. I really need this, listeners. I need to pick me up. I'm not in a great mood. Oh fuck off, oh, fuck. Ah. Spiro. Go on, Sarah, kill the bird. Kill the bird, Sarah. Body slam the bird until it's dead. Great. Uh, there are so many people to fight here. There are three people here, and there were like five people I didn't fight in the cycle route. Oh. Alright, let's just like... Let's just plow through them. Alright, these three first. First, this person. I always check every grassy area for new Pokemon, he says. He's a bird keeper who wants to fight. It's got two Pokemon. The first one's a Spearow, and it's dead. Killed by Sarah with a body slam. And the next one is a Spearow, and it is dead. Killed by Sarah, and the bird catcher's defeated, and he says... Oh, shit. No, Sarah grew to level 37. Now the bird catcher says... Uh, nothing of importance. Off to the next one. Stepping in front of him. 
This is my turf, get out of here, says this person. And it is a, another bird keeper who has, fuck, four Pokemon. First it's a Spearow, and it is dead, killed by Sarah. And the next Pokemon is a Spearow, and it is dead, killed by Sarah again. All right, next up is a Fero, and it's dead, killed in one shot with an ice beam from Sarah. Okay, next up it's a Spearow, and it's fucking dead, killed by Sarah. Great, we've killed the bird keeper and all his dumb Pokemon. He has this to say. Oh darn, great, next one. A bird keeper, he's got one Pokemon, he had some shit to say about a fucking bird call I don't care about. A Dodrio, and it is dead, killed by Sarah. Shit, that was level 34, I used Ice Beam, nearly wiped it right out, it was on a fraction of health, and then it said super effective. So is Ice strong against bird? Or is uh, Dodrio a mixed type, which Ice is strong against? Is it like fighting bird? I don't know, maybe Ice is just throwing his bird, but the, the goddamn thing's dead, Daniel defeated the bird keeper, where's this to say? Oh, I had to bug you, Daniel got 850 bucks for winning, alright, let's go kill those cyclists, here's the first one. Oh, get lost kid, I'm bushed, says the cyclist. <laughs> oh my fucking god, one, two, three, four, five Pokemon. The first one's a coughing, and it's dead, killed by Sarah, and the next one is a... Oh! Sarah, you're level 38, that's nice, that's more opportunity to kill these fucking bicyclist's Pokemon. A wheezing, and it's dead. God damn, I'm in a pretty foul moodlessness. Sarah gained 925. She's on 103 out of 133 health. Man, she's doing good. <laughs> she's our angel of vengeance, plowing through these bastards. Another coughing, and it's dead. Motherfucker, frozen to death in one shot. Beautiful, plowing through these bastards. Okay, next one. A coughing, and it's dead. Through body slamming. Next one. Another wheezing, and it's dead. Done. Alright, next guy. Another biker, this guy's got two Pokemon. First one's a Weezing and it is dead. Killed by Sarah. We're almost out of Ice Beams, we've got one left. It's about to get used up on whatever unlucky bastard is up next. Sarah grew level 39, yes! Sarah the Mincer. <laughs> a Muck! About to use Muck. Alright, I don't have time to be uh, impressed by how cute the Mucks are, because this Muck is fucked. Alright, damn straight. Muck's dead. Muck fainted. I killed the biker. I don't care what he has to say. Next one. Q-Ball. Four Pokemon. First one's a Mankey. Had nothing interesting to say. Alright, go Sarah. I'll kill the first one with Sarah and then it's, uh, it's Mr. Tolly all the way, baby. Dead. One shot. Beautiful Sarah. Beautiful. Mankey fainted. Go, uh, go Mr. Tolly. Done. Killed by a bird. Alright, next one. Done. Dead in one. That's three out of four down. Next one. Last one. That was a Machoke. And this one is a Machop, so... So it's dead, just like that. Alright. This one, biker's done. Next biker. Here he is. This might be the last one. Hi, we're bikers. The highway stars. Sure. Fuck you, buddy. Get ready to be killed by a bird. Friend? Hey, the biker wants to find. He's got one Pokemon. It's a muck. Not for long, it's not. Dead. Alright, are we done here? I think we might be. Oh, good. Mr. Tolly grew to level 38. Feels good. Oh, I'm so happy. The biker says something real stupid. And now we uh, go up here. Is this it? Is this person? No, that person's already... I've already beat that guy. Is there another path to take? We go down here. We go down here. There's no... It's a notice that says, watch out for discarded items. Okay, is there some... Those the hidden items, I can't be, I cannot be bothered looking for them. Good, this route's cleared. Ladies and gentlemen, this route's cleared. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode, this episode. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm just not in good health at the moment. You know, brain health. Let's get to the end of the cycling route and then end the episode. We'll end the episode in Fuxia City. Alright, here we are. Entering the building. Going past the guard. Oh god, if you could only see inside my soul now, you'd arrest me on the fucking spot. Oh, da 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 Town map. Fuxia City. Ah. Oh. Alright. Game saved, ladies and gentlemen. Good, good. I saved everything that just happened in the game. Good. I put the game over there. The game's over there on the shelf. I put my head on the table. <laughs> oh. I can't be like this every time. Uh, I just feel bad. So next episode we'll explore Fuxia City. Uh, and next time my Pokemon dies I'll be more pragmatic about it. Uh, <laughs> but it really is a downer. Um, and it's Mr. Thornton, too, who's the nicest guy in the world and has been supportive of the channel since the beginning. So it feels bad to lose him. Um, yeah. It's uh, 11 o'clock and 1 minute p.m., so that means it's time for me to go to sleep. I hope you've enjoyed listening to me be very sad. Um, the next episode, the next episode, things will be happier. Next episode will be full of me succeeding, none of my Pokemon dying. I promise. I promise. All you Pokemon in my pocket, I promise. I promise. So good night, everyone. Have a real good, happy, safe night. And remember to stick around for the bonus content. Bye-bye. I'm going to kill myself, oh lordy me. On you kill myself, you wait and see. On a wheel of myself, a little wooden gun to blow my brains out just for fun and kill myself, oh lordy me. I'm going to hang myself, oh lordy me. Alright, listeners, yeah, episode's over. Jesus Christ, what an absolute shit show. Am I right? Wow, I recorded that last night. It's now like almost 24 hours since that went down. And I'm still pretty upset about it. Um, yeah. Harry Monchan died in the episode before that. But that was kind of like... It was the first time I'd used Harry, and it turned out Harry was not that great. Comet Punch was not amazing. Harry's stats were not amazing. He was fighting, like, an equal. And turned out to be more than his equal, and it killed him. I feel like Mr. Thornton was should have, like... I feel really bad about it. It feels like a tragedy. Something that shouldn't have happened. Um, and I'm surprised. Took me aback. Anyway, uh, let's get on with the extra content, shall we? Um, my favourite series of books. I think my favourite series of books. Tove Jansen's Moomin books. Uh, are being re-released. Uh, with the covers, which I've been waiting for. <laughs> for as long as I've liked them. Uh, all the modern Moomin covers have got... Uh, well, have until this point had really ugly, ugly re-renditions of the Moomins on them. Uh, not done by Tove. Um, but now they're being re-released with all the original Tove painting uh, artwork. And so I've bought them. 
or I'm slowly buying them on off of online, and the first couple of the ones I bought arrived, and so I've got lots of Tove Janssen's Moomin's books. Uh, and I thought I'd read just the first chapter of one. So this is a Daniel K's Let's Reads. Call it a Daniel K audiobook series, where I'll be reading uh, at least this first chapter of uh, of Moomin Land's Midwinter, which is the fifth Moomin book, which just arrived today. It's a good a place to start as any. Um, so if you're in the mood to hear a story, uh, stick around. If you're not, hey, switch it off. That's fine. If you don't want to hear Daniel K reads a book, that's alright. You don't need to. You came and signed on for an audio-only video game Let's Play podcast, not an audiobook. Um, but all of you who are open to the idea of listening to this book, which is uh, not a book I've ever read before. I never got this far into the series. I've read the first four books, uh, and this is the fifth. So, here we go. Let's just start with chapter one. Um, so... Moomin Midwinter is addressed to my mother by Tove Jansen, who is an incredible illustrator as well as an author. So I'll, I'll put a couple of the illustrations from this chapter up on Twitter so that you can follow me on Twitter and have a look at the pictures which accompany this book. It's beautiful writing and beautiful pictures. Chapter 1. I should say this is written in 1950. It's 1950, isn't it? Hang on. First published in Swedish as Troll Winter, 1957. So, yeah... First published in Swedish uh, by Tove Jansson, a Swedish Finn, uh, an incredible woman, an artist, and an author. Chapter 1. The snowed-up drawing room. <clears throat> the sky was almost black, but the snow shone a bright blue in the moonlight. The sea lay asleep under the ice, and deep down amongst the roots of the earth all the small beasts were sleeping and dreaming of spring. But spring was quite a bit away, because the year had only just gotten a little past New Year. At the point where the valley began, its soft slope towards the mountains stood a snowed-up house. It looked rather lonely and rather like a crazy drift of snow. Quite near it ran a bend of the river, coal black between its ice edges. The current kept the stream open all winter, but there were no tracks leading over the bridge and no one had touched the snowdrifts around the house. Inside, the house was warm and cosy. Heaps of peat were quietly smouldering in a central heating stove down in the cellar. The moon looked in sometimes at the drawing room window, lighting on the white winter covers of the chairs and on the cut glass chandelier in its white gauze bag. And in the drawing room also, grouped around the biggest porcelain stove of the house, the Moomin family lay sleeping their long winter sleep. They always slept from November to April, because such was the custom of their forefathers, and Moomins stick to tradition, you see. Everybody had a good meal of pine needles in their stomachs, just as their ancestors used to have, and besides their beds, they had hopefully laid out everything likely to be needed in early spring. Spades, burning glasses and films, wind gauges and the like. The silence was deep and expectant. Every now and again, somebody sighed and curled deep down under their quilt. The streak of moonlight wandered from rocking chair to drawing room table, crawled over the brass knobs of the bed end and shone straight into Moomin Troll's face. And now something happened that had never happened before, not since the very first Moomin took to his hibernating den. Moomin Troll awoke and found that he couldn't go back to sleep again. He looked at the moonlight and the ice ferns on the window, and he listened to the humming of the stove in the cellar, and he felt more and more awake and astonished. And finally he rose, and he padded over to Moomin Mama's bed. 
He pulled at her ear very cautiously, but she didn't awake. She just curled into an uninterested ball. Oh, if not even Mother wakes up, it's no use trying the others, murmured Troll thought. And he went along by himself, on a round, through the unfamiliar and mysterious house. All the clocks had stopped ages ago, and a fine coat of dust covered everything. On the drawing room table still stood the soup tureen with pine needles left over from November, and inside its gauze dress the cut glass chandelier was softly jingling to itself. All at once Moomintroll felt frightened, and he stopped short in the warm darkness beside the streak of moonlight. He was so terribly lonely. Oh, there's a nice picture. Mother, wake up, Moomintroll shouted. All the world's got lost, and he went back and he pulled at her quilt. But Moomin Mama didn't wake up. For a moment her dreams of summer became uneasy and troubled, but she wasn't able to open her eyes. Moomintroll curled up on her bed mat and the long winter night went on. At dawn, the snowdrift on the roof began to move. It went slithering down a bit, and then it resolutely coasted over the edge, and sat down with a soft thwump, and now all the windows were buried, and only a weak grey light found its way inside. The drawing room looked even more unreal than ever, as if it were deep under the earth. Moomin Troll pricked up his ears, and he listened for a long time. And then he lit the nightlight, and he padded along to the chest of drawers to read Snufkin's spring letter. It lay, as usual, under the little Meerschaum tram, and it was very much like the other spring letters that Snufkin had left behind when he went off to the south each year in October. It began with the words Cheerio in his big round hand, and the letter itself was very short. Cheerio! Sleep well and keep your spirits up. First warm spring day, you'll have me here again. Don't start the dam building without me. Snufkin. Moomintroll read the letter several times, and he suddenly felt very hungry. He went out into the kitchen. It too was miles and miles under the earth, as it were, and it looked dismally tidy and empty. The larder was just as desolate. He found nothing there, except a bottle of Loganberry syrup that had fermented, and half a packet of dusty biscuits. Moomintroll made himself comfortable under the kitchen table, and he began to chew, and he read Snufkin's letter once more. After that, he stretched out on his back, and he looked at the square wooden clumps under the table corners, and the kitchen was very silent. Cheerio, whispered Moomintroll. Sleep well, keep your spirits up. First warm spring day, he said slightly louder, and then he sang at the top of his voice. You'll have me here again. Oh, you'll have me here, and spring's in the air, and it's warm and fair. We'll be there, and there we are, and here, and then the year. And then he stopped short, when he caught sight of two small eyes that gleamed out at him from underneath the sink. He stared back, and the kitchen was silent as before, and then the eyes disappeared. No, wait, Moomintrol shouted anxiously. He crept towards the sink. "'softly calling all the while. "'No, come out, won't you? Don't be afraid. I'm good. You come back.' "'But whoever it was that lived under the sink didn't come back. "'Moomintroll laid out a string of biscuit crumbs on the floor, "'and he poured out a little puddle of loganberry syrup. "'When he came back to the drawing room, "'the crystals in the ceiling greeted him with a melancholy tinkle. "'I'm off,' Moomintroll said sternly to the chandelier. "'I'm tired of you all.' I'm tired of you all, and I'm going south to meet Snufkin. And then he went to the front door, and he tried to open it, but it had frozen fast. 
He ran whining from window to window, and he tried them all, but they all stuck hard. And so the lonely Moomin Troll rushed up to the attic, and he managed to lift the chimney sweep's hatch, and he clambered out onto the roof. A wave of cold air received him there, and he lost his breath, slipped and rolled over the edge. And so, Moomin Troll was helplessly thrown out in a strange and dangerous world, and dropped up to his ears in the first snowdrift of his experience. It felt unpleasantly prickly to his velvet skin, but at the same time his snout caught a new smell. It was a more serious smell than he had ever smelt before, and slightly frightening, but it made him wide awake and greatly interested. The valley was enveloped in a kind of grey twilight. It also wasn't green any longer, it was white. Everything that had once moved had become immobile, and there was no living sounds. Everything angular was now rounded. Ah, this is snow, Moomin Troll whispered to himself. I've heard about it from Mother, and it is called snow. Without Moomin Troll knowing a thing about it, at that moment his velvet skin decided to start growing woollier. It decided to become, by and by, a coat of fur for winter use. And that would take some time, but at least the decision was made, and that is always a good thing. Meanwhile, Moomin Troll was laboriously plodding along through the snow. He went down to the river. It was the same river that used to scuttle, transparent and jolly, through Moomin Troll's summer garden, and now it looked quite unlike itself. It was black and listless. It also belonged to this new world in which he didn't feel at home at all. For safety's sake, he looked at the bridge. He looked at the mailbox, and they tallied with memory. He raised the lid a little, but there was no mail, except a withered leaf without a word written on it. He was already becoming used to the winter smell. It didn't make him feel curious anymore. He looked at the jasmine bush that was an untidy tangle of bare sprigs, and he thought, oh, it's dead. All the world has died while I slept, and the world belongs to somebody else whom I don't know now. Perhaps to the groke. It isn't made for moomins anymore. He hesitated for a moment, and then he decided that he would feel still worse if he were the only one awake amongst all these sleepers. And that was why Moomintroll made the first tracks in the snow over the bridge and up the slope. They were very, very small tracks, but they were resolute, and they pointed straight in amongst the trees southwards. And that's it. That's the end of chapter one. So maybe next time we'll read chapter two, The Bewitched Bathhouse. Um, yeah. Let me know if this was terrible or if you loved it. Uh, and I'll see you around, everyone. Bye-bye. Who takes one breath above